T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Well, folks, it's been an insane week. Insane thing number one, the start of the week, when we found out that the Biden regime is willing to bargain with Maduro, the head of Venezuela, who jails his opposition. Then Biden's trying to do that, too. So I guess that doesn't count Um, that rather than oil executives who've tried desperately to get a sit down meeting with Joe Biden. Think about how bad this is. Um, There was a report out of Venezuela almost three years ago now that they were crucifying political dissidents inside their jails. But that's cool with the Democrats there. That's a cool. It's fine. Um, And that they are now going to get to drill. But we're not. Literally, as Joe Biden's Treasury Department is um, preparing a waiver for Venezuela, Joe Biden's administration is in court fighting against new leases here in America. And that wasn't even the most insane thing this week. No, this was two admissions. Insane thing number two and number three that would have changed everything during the pandemic if we were allowed to know them. In fact, The whole narrative around the pandemic, the censorship of the 62,000 Twitter accounts that Elon Musk restored this week, uh, admitting, hey, most of these were censored uh, for COVID. Yeah, because they got it right. The narrative was created for you not to learn these two things that were admitted to this week. Imagine, first of all, and this was a bombshell of an admission. Imagine, first of all, when Anthony Fauci was held up as the paragon of science and virtue. Imagine if we'd been allowed to know then that, yeah, Fauci says that Wuhan virus might have come out of the lab, and yeah, COVID-19 might have been one of the ones he funded the creation of. Bombshell. CNN trotted him out to admit it this week. Why would they do that? Because it's going to come out now that the Republicans control Congress and can do hearings. Then it's going to be a shock to CNN viewers when they learn that everything they were told by CNN was a lie. Why they haven't figured this out so far, I don't know, but they have it. So they got to walk them up to it. So they trot out Fauci, who also must begin the rollback too. Listen to this clip. It's mind-bending. Keep in mind, Anthony Fauci, insisted that this virus came from the wet market. And we even have, because of FOIA law, we were able to get 
Anthony Fauci's emails back and forth with none other than Mark Zuckerberg, where they plan the censorship of anybody who suggests that that virus might have come from anywhere but the wet market. And CNN itself telling its viewers that anyone who suggested that it came from anywhere but the wet market in China or even spoke of it coming from China at all was a racist. All that is being walked back in this one incredible clip. They can't just admit in one fell swoop that the federal government and the Chinese government created COVID-19 in that bioweapons lab in partnership. It's too much for their sheeple to handle. It would shock their fragile psychology. They got to walk them up to it. They got to softball it. And Jake Tapper on CNN trotted out Fauci to do just that. In this clip, Fauci announces for the first time that COVID-19 might have come out of the lab and might have been one of the deadly viruses his agency handled the funding of. Uh, You have said that you think that it is likely that it was a natural development from animal to to human, uh, but that your mind is open about it possibly being from a lab leak. Uh, And and the investigation is going to be about specifically uh, whether there's any connection, if there was a lab leak, to U.S. investments uh, in virus research at the Wuhan lab. Uh, It's possible, right? I mean, maybe there's a lab leak, but it's not with the viruses that the NIH was funding. That's almost certain that that's the case almost certain why is he saying that because he knows the number two at echo health alliance in a book that'll come out next week from simon and schuster a left-wing publisher that guy is turning whistleblower that guy the number two at echo health alliance who moved 39 million dollars for the pentagon into that bioweapons lab and at least six million for fauci says that they created covid19 in that lab for the U.S. government. Full stop. Fauci knows it. And he knows that every member of Congress knows too, since the whistleblower from Echo Health Alliance sent a signed and sworn letter to every member of Congress telling them, yo, hey, yeah, Fauci at all created COVID for the government in that Chinese lab. They all know it. It's going to be a crazy year, folks. Insane thing number three. Remember the Tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans who gave up their jobs, suffered financial devastation not to take the shot. That decision was absolutely vindicated this week with a shocking admission from the Washington Post. COVID is now the pandemic of the vaccinated. Wait, what? Here's what they write. Can you imagine if we'd been allowed to know this? And they knew this during the pandemic. Quote, it's no longer a pandemic of the unvaccinated. For the first time, a majority of Americans dying from coronavirus received at least the primary series of the vaccine. 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were vaccinated or boosted. According to an analysis conducted for the Health 202, that's the Washington Post's health newsletter by Cynthia Cox, vice president of the Kaiser Family Foundation. Again, a liberal, well-respected healthcare nonprofit. It's a continuation, they write, of a troubling trend, yeah, I'll say, that has emerged over the past year. As vaccination rates have increased and new variants appeared, the share of deaths of people who were vaccinated has been steadily rising. Now, they've been reporting this for a while. Back in April, they reported this rising trend. Back then, vaccinated people made up 42% of the fatalities. 
The September before that, it was just 23%. So when your doctor, who's probably still misinformed, or someone you know says, well, 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 you need a vaccine because it keeps you from dying. Um, no. Tell him this is now a pandemic of the vaccinated. The unvaccinated are the ones who aren't dying. Who told you this at least a year and a half ago? Me. I told you. It wrecks your immune system. Reorients it. And begins to destroy its ability to fight COVID. And potentially, nobody knows, it's never been studied, but it should be other viruses as well, too. If you've had the COVID vaccine and you've seen its health effects or you're concerned, you need to get in touch with the FLCCC. They're treating vaccine damage and long COVID. Do you know what they use to treat it? Oh, wait for this. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Turns out it binds to the spike protein and neutralizes it. Folks, it's got to be where they didn't want people taking it. They needed the deaths to drive the hysteria. But I'm getting ahead of myself. This, admitted by the Washington Post, is huge. And remember, this is exactly what showed up in the national health system data well over a year ago when it began to be clear that the immune systems of the vaccinated were crashing. Again, for those with long COVID and also those who have problems after the vaccine, the FLCCC has begun to treat them. They're having a lot of success, not in all cases, um, but they can usually help those damaged by the vaccine um, 80 to 90% of the time. You can find that at COVID19criticalcare.com. Insane thing number five. One of the soapboxes I've been on for a while is this idea. It came from my parents' generation. They meant, well, I had good parents. Um, that, you know what? You shouldn't get married till you have everything in order. You should have a good job. You should have a good house. One guy even texted me, you should be 30. It was the worst advice my parents gave me. No, I say the opposite. You'll only find that person once, maybe twice in life. If you wait till you're 30 or have a good job or have everything in order, you might miss it. You also might end up a lot poorer. Wait, what? Yup, confirmed by the Wall Street Journal this week in a great article. Moving in together doesn't match the financial benefits of marriage. But why? Here's what they found. Couples ages 25 to 34 who merely cohabitated had a combined net worth of $17,000. A quarter of the $68,000 combined net worth for married couples of that same age range. That's according to data from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. For singles, it was $7,300. Many couples now approach marriage as a capstone event, says Andrew Churlin, Professor Emeritus of Sociology and Public Policy at Johns Hopkins University. He studies marriage. And this is why fewer and fewer people are getting married. It's that same terrible advice our parents gave us. Here's what he says. If you build an arch, the cornerstone is the first piece you put in and the capstone is the last. What that means is people see economic bars that they need to clear before they get married. Couples wait until they have good jobs, a car that won't break down, maybe even a house. Then they get married. That's exactly what I did. And you know what? We crashed and burned economically afterward. Why? Because we went right into the housing crisis. We ended up just as poor as we were when we met in our early 20s. Life does that too. You're going to crash and burn at least one time. But what this shows is the moral way is actually the best way. 
The most moral things in our society, the ones the Bible tells us to do, and that's all good, solid advice in there, whether you're agnostic or Christian or whatever, those things that you're advised to aren't just a drag designed to slow you down. They're designed to protect you, build you up, and in this case, make you wealthier. But it's interesting. Why on earth would married couples have such a greater net worth in the same age range and at the same income levels than unmarried couples who are just living together. Melissa Mowry, who's 30 and lives with her partner of five years, a boyfriend, was baffled by this. She said, we thought we were saving money moving in together. One rent, you know, one house, one electric bill. And how could this be? Well, here's why. Cornell University studied couples' financial behavior. And simply put, married people are more likely to be on the same page financially. They have dreams and they police each other. Well, honey, it'd be nice to buy that $400 pair of skis, but we really want to retire early and get the RV. It's kind of mutual positive peer pressure. They say there seems to be something very special and unique about deciding to share finances and some things that mathematically aren't so unique, like compounding interest, like compounding returns. Simply put, when they merge their finances and their money together and invest it, guess what happens? They get much richer because there's just a bigger pot to begin with. That's why I tell my kids the opposite of what my parents told me. Started with my 14-year-old. She should be on the lookout now. I tell her all the time, look for your husband. You only get a couple of shots. When you're young, you think you have all the time in the world, but you don't. So you know what? He could come bopping along at any time. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I got a great call this week on my show from a guy who said he knew when he met his wife, she was the one, and that he'd marry her. And he told her that. Here's the catch. They were in fifth grade. These stories fascinate me because I've heard so many of them now. I'm fascinated by the idea of people who are prepubescent knowing that. And I've had so many people text me, yes, I met my wife in the seventh grade and I knew she was the one and we got married. That tells you something more than just hormones is going on there. Something I think kind of special. Anyway, he came on the show. They got married secretly their junior year. They told their parents they were going to the beach with their friends. Instead, they went to West Virginia, where you could get married at 17. And they tied the knot. They didn't tell their parents till they graduated, moved in together. Their kids are in their 20s now. They're still happily married. That doesn't mean everyone should get married right out of high school. That's not what I'm saying. But what I've told you before is that when we have studies now showing that 52% of American women identify as something other than heterosexual, particularly for young men, they need to start looking early and often. You wait to 30, there's not going to be anything left. There's not going to be anything left for a lot of them anyway. So it was great to see the Wall Street Journal confirm what life has taught me. Your family, your spouse, not your job, not your career. It's the most important thing you will ever do. And it should be treated, looked for, invested in as young as possible, just as we spend time investing in the other things through good grades and whatnot. That mentality of being awake is important. You could miss the best thing in your life. It could pass you by. Insane thing number six. Remember when the CEO of the Gallup polling company wrote a blog post warning President Joe Biden they're polling in Central and South America and Haiti had shown that 42 million people south of Texas wanted to migrate to the United States and would if Biden left the borders open? Well, 
It looks like Biden's making a full-on bid to get them all here, with his administration fighting to end Title 42. The Department of Homeland Security admitted to CNN this week that doing away with Title 42, and the only reason you do that is to throw the borders open, is going to lead to, in 2023, are you ready for this? You might want to sit down. Upwards of 14,000 economic migrants per day, per day, arriving in America. Roughly 4.5 million, at least, per year. But that is a full-on open border. God knows who will come here. Add that to the roughly 2 million legal immigrants, visa workers, and tourists who overstay their visas and take jobs. People forget that about 40% of our legal immigrants are just people overstaying their their visas. Add that all together, and we're looking at about 7 million coming here, uh, mostly illegally uh, or staying, overstaying illegally in the United States of America. 7 million. That is two migrants for each of the 3.6 million Americans born in 2020. Shocking. Finally, insane thing number eight. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We spent six years obsessing over Russia collusion, Russia interference. I began this week playing a clip from a guy from the CIA saying that we need to censor on Twitter. A federal government needs to make Elon Musk censor because Russia, Russia, Russia. Russian inter- interference in our election. Russian propaganda. Right? This has been the biggest story for six years. It's all fake, by the way. Russia didn't interfere at all. But guess who did? According to Forbes, they admit China. Yeah, China interfered in the 2020 election. To boost Democrats, which is why no one's talking about it. According to Forbes, the communists used TikTok to spread political messages largely largely critical of the GOP. In fact, they say the Chinese voter outreach on TikTok, think Generation Z, uh, which went overwhelmingly for Democrats, may have been better than the Democratic outreach on TikTok itself. Forbes discovered TikTok accounts controlled by Chinese state media accumulated tens of millions of views before the midterm elections on videos that often criticized specific politicians and sought to undermine trust in American institutions. Folks, this is mind-bending. Think about this. And we literally had Robert Baer from the CIA on TV saying that conservative accounts needed to be censored because Russia might continue to interfere. And they don't even give a rip about China doing. It's not even worth mentioning nobody. I mean, nobody, not the Democrats, not the CIA, not the FBI, not the Department of Homeland Security, all agencies that have advocated for the censorship specifically of right-wing accounts because they might retweet or repeat Russian propaganda. Not one soul has suggested that it's a problem if China interferes at the level of tens of millions of views. Not one soul has suggested that there should be any censorship of any kind of the Chinese or TikTok 
That tells you everything you need to know. Here's Robert Baer, formerly with the CIA, in this shocking clip from the beginning of the week, advocating for the end of free speech because we got to fight the Russian. Now understand something. These guys don't just go on CNN and spout off. The CIA uses them as propagandists, as messengers to achieve its aims. Listen to this. Putin is going to be all over Twitter. If there's no regulations on this, this is a great opportunity for him. And so when he's talking about the popular voice, Musk, he's really talking about Russian intelligence. You know, the Russians are waiting for something like this. They need a propaganda campaign against the United States and against our support for Ukraine. And they're going to be all over Twitter. I guarantee this. Supporting the far right plans, demands to stop arming Ukraine. You just just wait. But does this CIA goon, this CIA hack care that the Chinese aren't even hiding it? Listen to this. The TikTok accounts are run directly by the propaganda arm of the Chinese government. They've accumulated millions of followers, tens of millions of views, many of them on videos editorializing about how Republicans shouldn't be elected. Folks, this is part of the reason why this week, as Chinese are literally beaten in the streets, Joe Biden wouldn't condemn the government at all. In fact, he didn't even bother to mention it. They had to be asked about it. The Biden administration did. John Kirby, the spokesperson, had to be asked by Peter Ducey before he came up with this gem. It was a warning, not to the Chinese government, but to the Chinese protesters that they better not turn violent, that the U.S. government would only accept and support peaceful protests. In other words, don't you try to overthrow your government or we're not even going to back you. And for the Chinese, for the beatings, they didn't say a thing. Folks, the hypocrisy here is shocking. What you have is the Democrat Party merged with our intel state and you have the Democrat Party merged with the Chinese propaganda arm of their government, not even hiding it, running a dual campaign in this country um, that targets kids, young people, the most vulnerable for Democrats. And nobody cares. The Republicans aren't even talking about it. Finally, insane thing number nine, truly among the most shocking this week, the JCPA. It should be called the Elon Musk Protection Act, as in protect the uniparty globalist leadership from freedom of speech. Just as Elon Musk has made so much progress this week in the freedom of speech realm, Congress, including the Republican leadership, is stepping in to make sure that doesn't continue. It's truly shocking. Uh, Mitch McConnell this week attempted to pass something called the JCPA. Okay, in our country, monopolistic behavior is illegal. We've had those antitrust laws on the books for 100 years. So, for instance, it is illegal for the New York Times to go to Facebook and say, hey, let's collude uh, to wipe Breitbart off of Facebook because they're killing us in hits. They're taking our advertising dollars. That is monopolistic behavior. You can't do that. It's not capitalism. Um, So the only way you could do a thing like that would be to get a pass from Congress. They would have to pass specific legislation allowing the mainstream media, the liberal media to merge with social media and block and ban 
the appearance of articles by, say, like Breitbart or Daily Caller, those who really do compete with them for hits, but most importantly, uh, threaten their business model, uh, which is to lie for the Democrat Party. It's really hard to lie for the Democrat Party when Breitbart comes behind you uh, with links and shows you're lying. Again, this is why Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton in 2016, because our media outlets, the Gateway Pundit, the Daily Carler, Breitbart, for the first time, we're getting more hits, more clicks, more likes, more views uh, than the mainstream media outlets in this country. They were beating the Washington Post, beating the New York Times overwhelmingly, right? Well, this horrific bill called JCPA gives an exemption to the social media companies and the mainstream media that will let them legally form cartels. It's horrific. Now they claim, well, we're just going to, we're just going to reject disinformers. See, yeah, a disinformer is anybody who doesn't carry the narrative. Guess who will be in charge of setting up what were formerly criminal media cartels? NewsGuard. That's a woman from NewsGuard. They do ratings of media sites and get this. Green rating means you're safe. That's what they gave to CNN a outlet that's done nothing but lie, got the whole Russia collusion story wrong. And they give a red rating to Fox News, who they view as a disinformer, a red rating to Breitbart, who they view as a disinformer. This will be a death blow for free speech. You will see a day when the only way you can even get our media is to go directly to their site. That's going to be devastating. Now, who pushed this? Mitch McConnell. He tried to use a legislative trick to get it through in the lame duck. Now, wait till you hear who's betrayed us. Ted Cruz is supporting this. They only need 10 Republican votes and John Kennedy out of Louisiana. Why would they do that? Uh, Because the biggest donor pool, and Ted Cruz wants to run for president. John uh, Kennedy wants to run for governor of Louisiana. The biggest donor pool right now is the tech industry. So Ted Cruz figures you won't figure this out. Well, I'm telling you. This is a snake sleazy thing to do. So Ted Cruz offered an amendment. He's out there lying about it, saying, oh, 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 I'm barring them from excluding conservatives. But what he's not telling you is they just need to call them disinformers instead of conservatives, and they can exclude them. Um, So shame on Ted Cruz. What you need to do is call your senator's office and say, please vote no on JCPA, because they're trying to ram it through in the lame duck, because they know once the Republicans take over, and the House is controlled by the Republicans in January. It's dead. Now, to his credit, so far, shockingly, Kevin McCarthy, who likely will be the speaker, is against this bill. So we need to stop this. Um, Senator Josh Hawley has condemned it. And to his credit, Tom Cotton, who can be a little squirrely himself, put a block on it in the Senate. Pray that holds. They have other routes they can take with this in the lame duck. Just so you know what we're dealing with, Chuck Schumer wrote this bill, head of the Democrats in the Senate. It is absolute poison. And again, they only need 10 Republican votes in the Senate. They've already got Ted Cruz, John Kennedy, Mitch McConnell. They'll probably have Lisa Murkowski. It's, it's, just, it's bad news. So we need to tell our senators, we know what JCPA is. We know it is the Elon Musk extinction bill. We know it is the conservative media extinction bill. I mean, folks, you can literally see this podcast banned off these platforms and nothing we can do about it. But so far, we're on a good track. Mike Lee has said, no, he's not doing this. Um, and I expect more people will add a block to it. 
um, this weekend. But again, they can attach it to the omnibus and all the other terrible things they're trying. Mitch McConnell, supposed to be the leader of the Republicans, is trying to jam through. By the way, this shows you Mitch McConnell has never once condemned, not even one time, the censorship of half the country, of his own voters. This shows you why. This is where his bread is buttered. He wants you silenced. Hey, speaking of silencing, if you enjoy this podcast, a lot of people, we could change the world. We could change the country if people could hear it. Share it with a like-minded friend or family member. Get around the media blockade. And thank you so much for listening. with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.